Hey, this is Mike Brake, and I'm the pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. I want to say thank you for stopping by our podcast today. We really do believe that you're only one step away from the relationship with God that you've been wanting. So I hope the message today gives you encouragement, gives you some vision, so that you can take that next step towards freedom. Enjoy the message. Right and on his left are two criminals on a cross, and he has a conversation with these 
you guys today. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in Luke chapter 23 today. Um, and you can read about Jesus' death and resurrection in Luke. You can also read it in Matthew and Mark and John. But we're going to be camping out in Luke 23 today. And it says that one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. If you're the Messiah, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. Take us off of here too. But the other criminal protests and he says, don't you fear God? And even when you have been sentenced to die, he says, we deserve to die for our crimes. He's a bad guy. Crucifixion was reserved for the worst of the worst, to make an example of those so others would follow in their footsteps. He says, we deserve to die. We're the bad guy. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus, as he's taking his final few breaths, it's one of the most hope-filled phrases I think we'll ever hear Jesus say. He says, I assure you today you will be with me in paradise. What an amazing scene. As we've been going over the past few weeks, uh, Jesus' final word, cross. Um, this was not your Sunday school crucifixion. There was blood here. There was gore here. If you were there, there would have been a stench there. You, you would have been horrified at what you saw. You would have looked away. You would not have wanted to look. And yet, for Christians, as we look at this moment, uh, the, the moment that seems to be the most horrific is the one where we, God says, this is where this is the most glorifying moment in human history that is taking place on this hill in Jerusalem. And it's pretty stinking amazing what's happening in this moment that Jesus says in this moment. And here he speaks to two criminals and one who saw Jesus for who he was. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. Have you ever wondered why God would want to have anything to do with us? Have you ever wondered why God would want anything to do with humanity? Did you see what happened a couple weeks ago with uh, what NASA did? They took a photo and they, they had this, uh, they took, this is the first ever photograph of a black hole. Like this, I don't know how all the technology and the algorithms in which they did to, to capture uh, such a, a magnificent thing. This is a picture of the black hole. It's in a galaxy, the M87 galaxy, which is 55 million light years away. Like this is beyond our comprehension on how far this thing away is from Earth. I mean, if you think about uh, light, light travels at roughly 186,000 miles per second. Per second. And one light year how far light would travel in one year is 5.88 trillion miles in one year. And this thing is 55 million light years away. Like beyond fathomable how they do this. I have no clue. Some of you guys are playing action, maybe you do. You can be like, well, I'll tell you. I don't know more, okay? Um, back in 1977, we, we launched the Voyager 1. 
sent out into space at a speed of about 40,000 miles per hour. Pretty fast. Yet, 13 years later, 1990, it had traveled 3.7 billion miles away. I'll remind you, one light year is 5.88 trillion miles. After 13 years of traveling, it's 3.7 billion miles away. But it took a photo. We told it, hey, turn around and take a photo of Earth. And this is the photo that it took. It's called, this, this photograph is famous, it's called the Pale Blue Dot. And it took months to get this picture together because it could transmit one pixel at a time. And this is Earth. The pale blue dot. It's less than a pixel on the screen here is what you see on Earth. It's, it's a speck in the universe. Barely even a speck on the universe. Have you ever wondered why would God want anything to do with this pale blue dot. To deal with a me, a speck within this speck on the universe. If you've asked this question, I want you to know at Freedom Church, it's okay to ask these questions. It is okay to even doubt. You might have grown up in a church where you're like, you can't ask these questions. Like, you're the pastor, and it's almost like it's Easter Sunday, and you're almost like trying to force people to ask questions without doubt. I think it's an instant. I think it's okay to ask big questions. If, if God's a loving God, then why would he send someone to hell? If, if, if God is good, then why do, why do bad things happen to good people? I want to lean into these questions. God's big enough to handle them. I may not be able to answer but here we want to take on those questions. And, and, and just so you know, like in the next week, this is why I, want, I, I think this is important to lean in these questions. We're going to talk about it because we're going to do a series called Mind Games. We're going to talk about winning the war against doubt and loneliness. Here's a, here, if, you're, if you're new to Christianity or maybe you're just checking this thing out, I'm glad you're here. Here's a dirty little secret, secret of Christianity about all Christians. God must not be there. He must not be real. And we took a step. 
step away from faith. Some of you, you, you grew up with on-demand God. An on-demand God is the God that responds to fair and selfless requests as we would. Like, God, I mean, just get them a job. Like, why, why wouldn't you get that person a, a job? It doesn't seem reasonable. Like, I, all I'm asking, I just want to get married. Like, is that too big of a thing to ask? Like, everybody else would get married. Like, God, that's, that, I mean, I wouldn't do that for them, and you're God, so why not? And so, when all you could demand God didn't answer our, our stuff on time or the way we wanted, we took a foot and stepped away from that. Some of us believe in bodyguard God. Bodyguard God. Bodyguard God is the God that wouldn't allow bad things to happen to good people. And we saw some pretty horrific stuff. Or we experienced some pretty horrific stuff. And when bodyguard God did not step up to the plate, we walked. How could a good God allow these things to happen? Some of us, we grew up with guilt God. Guilt God, the answer is no. If it's fun, no. It's full of rules. If it's sexually related, no, triple no. Don't have anything to do with it. And close to behind guilt God was bad cop God. Because bad cop God was there to punish you as soon as you screwed up. You break a rule, I'm coming to lay the hand out on you. And if you ran far away from guilt God, you took steps away from the faith. Some of you grew up with anti-science God. Like you, you learn these things about God, and then all of a sudden, you, you grew up and you learn some facts about science, and you see some things that are going on, and all of a sudden, you're like, I don't, I don't know the facts. These, these things seem to line up, and then I, I see some things here, I don't know if they line up, and you were told, just have faith. Like, ignore, ignore science. And if you took, if you took a step away from faith, or, and, and you walked away from those gods, let me tell you, good. They do not exist. That is not the God of Christianity. And I don't know where we, you know, well, I'll take some responsibility. As a pastor, like the church can't talk, does a good job of describing who God is and living it out. Yet at the same time, I'm here to tell you today that's not who God is. Alright. God created. He is very much, I would say, in line with science. Modern science was birthed out of Christianity with people who were saying, hey, there's a God who created this thing. There's an order here. Maybe we can kind of figure out how he did it. Bodyguard God. He doesn't exist. Perfect example, Jesus. He's, he's having horrific things happening to him on the cross. And, and we are not all, God is always going to be with you, but you will not always necessarily feel God with you. And so if you took a step away from faith, because it needs good. But some of us, in taking a step away, here's what you need to know. When you take a step away from something, at the same time you step away from something, you are stepping towards something else. And unknowingly, we, when we took a step away from faith and we stepped away from God, rather than leaning into it, saying, I don't know how that works, I'm going to lean in and figure out who this God is, we took a step away towards a godless universe. Because either God exists or he does not. And, and when you step towards the godless universe, you step towards some, some theology that you have to embrace in a godless world. As an atheist, if, if you're going to go that route in a godless world, you 
have to break, embrace that there's no you. Like, in a godless universe, you do not exist. All you are is, is mass, a, a clump of cells that get activated for a while, and then after 70, 80 years, they just stop. And that's it. Now, I'll never forget, I had a teenager one time say, well, then I must be one sexy clump of cells. <laughs> but in reality, in a godless universe, that's all we are, which is biology. Also, you have to embrace that there's no such thing as value in a godless universe. It is just completely arbitrary. What If everything is just matter, then that, that's it. There is no such thing as value. And in a godless universe, you have to embrace that there is no, no such, such thing as justice. Like, there's no standard for injustice. And we, we would see it and say, that's wrong, that's not good, I don't like that, we have that, but what's the standard when all we are is just matter and cells that get activated and then we cease to exist in a godless universe? You end up with, I have my justice, you have your justice, the majority rules have their justice, the Republicans have their justice, the Democrats have their justice, KKK has their justice, Nazis have their justice, ISIS has their justice. It's everybody for themselves on what is just. And now all of a sudden, some of you are kind of looking at me like, I don't know that I can embrace that. I don't think I can check that box. I have doubt about that. Here's what I know. Nobody lives like that. Nobody lives as if there is no you. Try to live like that for a week. You can't. Nobody lives as if you do not have value or your kids aren't valuable. No, nobody lives as, as if um, there is no justice. All of these things, all of these things, Christians would say that longing should not be ignored. That longing for more, that, that longing for something eternal and bigger should not be ignored. Lean into it. We would say that's the thumbprint of God life. That's God's name. There is something more. There is something bigger. Keep pursuing. There is purpose. You do have value today. What would God want to do with us on this pale blue dot? What is he? What does this God even look like? If there is this God, what does he even look like? Christians would say he looks a lot like Jesus. Hanging on a cross. The peace between two criminals. This God, this God, when they came to the place called the soul and nailed him on a cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Two criminals, bad dudes, and one of them scoffed, the other one said, Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Jesus told him, Today you will be with me in paradise. John 1 tells us that Jesus came full of truth and grace. Full of truth and grace. The truth part is that these were bad news. So are you and I. We're, we're the two thieves on the cross. Scripture says it like this For everyone has sinned. And we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Did a little research on that Greek word, everyone, and all. 
happened. I was reminded of, of my imperfections just this past week. Um, my, my oldest son uh, needed help tying his shoes. He said, Dad, can you, come and, can you come tie my shoe? I said, sure, I can tie your shoe. And so I, I sit down and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them. And all of a sudden he goes, Dad? Yeah? I don't, why don't you have no hair back there? I'm like, what? Well, you know. And then, I don't think this has happened. I don't think any other human has done this. I don't know why I've done this. He goes, no. You can, like, touch the skin on there. I said, somebody's about to die, and there will not be a resurrection on Sunday. I, 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 some imperfections, and we don't like to admit these things. It's humbling to admit these things. Spiritually speaking, we have imperfections, and I don't care what number you place on yourself today. When you compare yourself to a holy God who's perfect in every way, and then you have us, I don't care if you are 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
That would be awesome, but I would help you to go do that. Except Jesus said this. He said, um, he said, totally had a brain fart. <laughs> what? What's that? Yes. God saved you by His grace when you believe. And you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. He said, nobody comes to the Father except through me. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. He says, I'm, I'm the advocate. I'm it. Everybody's offered forgiveness. Everyone's offered grace. But I'm the avenue to get there. So what do you put in the blank? How do you fill in the blank? That is the equation. You didn't know it. You put nothing there. Anybody who tries to tell you anything else and put it in there, that is a false thought. That is a false religion. You cannot earn it. It is by grace you have been saved. Peace was on the cross. Whatever it was for you, he put a cross over it. So this is the beauty. When Jesus died on the cross, this is the beauty of it. Whatever shame you have, you bring it to the cross. Because that's where your shame in your life meets His grace. Whatever failures you have in life, you bring it to the cross because that's where your failures meet His forgiveness. Whatever pain you have experienced in your life, you bring it to the cross. And that's where you will find purpose. This thief on the cross had no shot at making it right. He had no shot of earning it, making it better. Well, I will help people. He was in his final moment. He was in his final breath. And in that moment, Jesus said, You're in. I love you. For this very moment, for this very purpose, people for eternity will know about you and my love for you and my love for this planet. That's why he came. It's grace and grace alone. And when Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, and he breathed his final breath, and he died, he put a cross over it. It is finished. And now for us, it's going to sound a little bit contradictory to what I've been saying. You have some unfinished business. You have some unfinished business. You're like, what do I got to do? You receive it. You receive his grace and the gift of salvation. Look at this. It says, God saves you by his grace when you believe. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So no one can vote. For we, for you, put your name there, for Mike is God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so Mike can do good things. He planned for Mike. Two thieves on the cross. Where are the two thieves? We know the story. We saw the same. They saw the same thing. They heard the same thing. We know the story. Two different responses. How do I receive this gift? Because like at Christmas or your birthday, you get a gift. You gotta open it. You don't gotta work for it. You just open it. How do I receive it? One is faith. Faith in Jesus is God. Not little G God, big G God. That he died on the cross, and that was the payment for your sin and mine. You don't have to keep, there's no more sacrifices that ever have to be done. 
Jesus plus nothing. That's it. And then you live like he died. Live like he died. Like I gotta die on the cross. When he rose from the grave, it brought me to everything he ever said he ever did. That's why he said he was sick. One of the things he said, he said, if you want to be my follower, you wanna be a you wanna be a Christian, you wanna get to salvation? He says, take up your cross and follow me. You died for yourself. When they were up there taunting him, saying, hey, you want this? Hey, if you're really the Messiah, take yourself down. That's the same for us. Say, hey, don't pursue temporary pleasure. Like, just, just go after whatever you want, whatever feels good, just grab it, take it, or whatever. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I will not pursue temporary pleasure. I came here, I had a purpose, an eternal purpose. And he stayed on that cross for you and I. We live like he died. We don't live for ourselves anymore. We live for him and we live for others. Take up your cross and follow me. That, that is open to everybody today. Some of you, well, you got the, the wildflower seeds in here today. These seeds, if you take them and you actually plant them, I'm a terrible gardener because these are going to die in a few days. You bury them. You take them and you bury them. And you know the science behind it. Give it some sport, give it some water, give it some sun, guess what? Whatever dies and breathes, a flower or a fruit or whatever, what? You bury it for a couple days and it's gonna, you're going to see some light. You're going to see some growth. And Jesus, he doesn't even just die for you on your sins so you can just go to heaven. I, you are my masterpiece. I've created you to do good. He's got a purpose and a plan for you. That's why we want you to come back next week so we can help you discover what is your plan. Why would God want anything to do with you and I on this step? The answer Never, you've never put your faith in God. 
just show you the next step. And we want to help you take that next step so we'll worry about tomorrow instead of tomorrow. But if that's you today, you know who's speaking to you today, calling your name, saying, I want a relationship with you, would you please just raise your hand? Raise it high so I can see you. God's calling you today to say, yes, I want a relationship with you. Some of you in this room today, maybe you have already given your life to Jesus. You're like, yes, I've already nailed that down, but lately my priorities have been way out of here. And it hasn't been focused on the cross. It's been going different directions. I'm so busy. I don't even know which way is up or down. But you know today, he's kind of calling you back to the I, I want to get my priorities straight. You know, I, I want to just kind of dedicate my life back to Jesus. So yes, I want to get back on track with him. He's speaking to if that's you today, would you please raise your hand high so I can see you today? I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. If that's you today, yeah, I want to give my life back to Father, I thank you for today. That we don't have to run. That we don't, we don't have to, we just have to live. And then we can go and love people like you love them. We don't condemn the world. You came to save the world. So we as Christians, we just go and we love the world and point people to you. Thank you that you love us today to call us out, to challenge us, not because you want to punish us, no, 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 because you love us and you have a better plan for us. You just want to follow and be with us. I pray for those who just raise their hand, Father, that you would give them the courage to take their next steps in their journey. Thank you again for listening to the podcast at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. A few next steps that you can take coming out of this. One is head to our website and let us know just exactly how we can help you take your next step. Also, if we have had a positive impact in your life or in your family and you want to partner with us financially, you can go to our website and click give. That will get the message out so we can impact more people through this ministry. And finally, click the subscribe button. That way you know you get the latest content from the podcast as well as rate it, review it. That will help get the message out to others. Hope you have a a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.